What's up, fam? Welcome back to the We Are Just Dating page. My name is Tim. This is my beautiful wife, Pauline, and you are tuning in to another episode of The W Podcast, where you get wisdom in the word with the... We learn. Hey, so we're excited that y'all are tuned in. We got another great, great topic. This is something that everybody can relate to. So for our single people who like to watch that aren't dating, this is something you can use with anybody. So what are we talking about? We're talking about conflict today. But before we do that, make sure you subscribe. <laughs> if you aren't subscribed, what are you waiting for? I'm not sure. But if you're watching on YouTube or on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever, however you connect with us, make sure you're subscribed. Go ahead and do that right now. So you said we're talking about conflict, but not just conflict? Like, what about... So today we're talking about the four things that you want to avoid or not do when you are having conflict. Because conflict, as we know, is inevitable and it's even healthy in any healthy relationship. So we'll talk about that, but there's a right way to fight and there's a not right way to fight. There's a good way to fight and a bad way to fight. Yeah, if you even, we'll say this, if you've been dating for a month, two, three, and you like, we've never had an argument before, that's not really a good thing to us necessarily because that may mean that somebody is dominating the relationship or it can mean that someone isn't being vulnerable we're because yeah. we're two different people. So y'all agree on everything? You can't always agree on where you go to eat. Every, y'all ain't never had a just disagreement. Eat, yeah. So just be mindful of that. But also at the same time, if you're having too many arguments, then why y'all even together? You only have a good time with this person. Why y'all dating? So <laughs> we're going to have a good, good time with this topic. We do want to say that the, the points that we're going to share come from a researcher named John Gottman. He's a relationship expert, but he is not necessarily biblical. Uh, so he's not at all. Hey, whatever. I, I don't know his faith. Right. So that being said, if you go and research his other stuff, we don't stand by everything he's ever said or done. But this stuff that we're going to share, these four principles, they're really good places to start when it comes to, am I healthy in the way that I have conflict? Because here's the reality. A lot of us did not grow up seeing healthy conflict. Most of us did Whether we had parents who were married and just did not know how to have healthy conflict, whether we had parents who just didn't argue in front of us, whether yeah. we had parents who weren't even married or together, so they couldn't have conflict. Right. A lot of us have not seen it done well, so we wanna to present to you some things that you wanna make sure you're not doing, because chances are, you could be doing some of these things. Now, the four things we're gonna share, three of them we may all do to some degree, and the thing is, we're always striving to get better. But there's one thing on here that uh, the author, John Gottman, suggests you absolutely cannot do to have a healthy marriage. And we'll get into that. The interesting thing about these points is he got this information from a research he did back in like 92. So a long, long time ago. He did this research where he brought in a bunch of different couples. He said, look, just argue. <laughs> he just made sure, made sure they had an argument and they were hooked up to different monitors and things. And what they realized is they could predict with 90% accuracy it's really high. if this couple will get divorced. Yeah, it's crazy. By these four things. So we're going to get into that and share with you. Yeah, so I'll have to say it's not something that you should just brush off if you do find that you have these habits. And also these points are not something for you to go to your partner and say, you do this, you do that, you do this. This is really for you to look at yourself 
and say, man, I have work to do, or maybe I'm strong in this area, but I want to focus on improving in that way. So please don't. Yeah. So this be a cause for conflict. Let's go. The first point is criticism. So you hear criticism and some of you may think that's not really bad, but there's a difference between criticism and complaining in a mm, relationship. So it is okay to complain and say, hey, I don't really like how something happened, yada, yada, yada. But what's not okay is criticism. And what John Gottman argues is that criticism is an attack on your partner at the core of their character. So you're dismantling their whole being when you criticize them. So I'm gonna just give you an example because we're saying a lot of different words. Let me give you an example. So you're in an argument and you don't like how your partner did something and you say something like this. You never think about how your behavior is affecting other people. I don't believe that you are forgetful. You're just selfish. You never think of others. You never think of me. Can you explain why that's not? Yeah, good? so I love the uh, example or the comparison you give between complaining and criticism. Because the difference there is complaining is saying, using I statements, I don't like when we're late. I don't like when you don't call me back within 20 minutes. It mm -hmm. makes me feel like something is wrong or makes me worry. But being critical and saying, you never think about me whenever you don't pick up the phone. You're so inconsiderate. You're so rude. You're like, it's you, 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 yeah, you. And you're attacking their character. Right, exactly. It's not just saying like, oh, I don't like when you don't call me back and saying, you know, it's talking about, I'm not talking about the action, but it's talking about the person's character, saying you are so inconsiderate, you are so rude, you are so selfish. Calling somebody selfish and calling somebody, essentially calling them, not calling them names, but like that giving them mean. negative, you know, characteristics is like really bad, especially when you think about, this is somebody who you choose to be with. If you really believe that that person is selfish, then why are you dating them? Right. <laughs> don't call me a name. My mama or Jesus ain't calling me. You feel me? I'll, you don't need to call me selfish. Wow. You don't I need mean, to call yeah, me some people, it's, it's kind of interesting. I guess you could, I wouldn't say that that's calling somebody out their name, but I guess you could. I don't know. Yeah. You are, yeah. So, it's interesting. When I was in college, I took a course on communication, and they talked about the I statements. Mm-hmm. Um, in avoiding you. And like you said, it's really important that you use I because one, it takes... it. The big point here is you, when you say you do this and you do that, instantly you're setting your partner up to get in defensive mode. Yeah. Because fighting. nobody likes to be attacked. Right. But when you say I, if you have a partner who's reasonable, they'll be like, you know what? I don't want this person to be frustrated. I don't want them to be sad. Right. So that's something to think about. All right, number two is contempt. Now, remember I said there was one of these four points that you absolutely cannot have in a relationship. They argue that this will absolutely lead to divorce, and that's contempt. Now, what does that even mean? Contempt goes far beyond criticism, they argue. They say, while criticism attacks your partner's character, contempt assumes a position of moral superiority over them. Word. Yeah. So what does that mean? It means you're assigning a negative motive to that person. Here's an example. Mm -hmm. You're tired. I've been home with the kids all day. And all you do when you come home from work is flop down on the sofa like a child and play those idiotic video games. I don't have time to deal with another kid. Could you be more pathetic? That's pretty true. <laughs> and that's that's um an example of a married couple, of course. So I think for you know, for our audience, for people who are dating, 
a way that you could think about that is, you know, perhaps your boyfriend spends a lot of time with his friends and you feel as though he doesn't, you know, you guys don't have an established date night perhaps and you feel like he spends a lot of time with his friends or his family and he's not really spending a lot of time with you and then you're, and I'm, I'm obviously targeting the women right now because, you know, I'm a girl so we can hopefully land a little bit softer, but you can kind of take that same approach or that same mindset and you say, hey, you are so selfish do you think that I'm your mother you know like you can't keep up with me like why are you doing this why are you doing that like I I could go out here and find another guy who would take better care of me this 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 is that like that the, that type of like argument and like if your partner when they complain and that's what they call it or when you guys are having an argument and you walk away feeling like this big and you feel like that person doesn't respect me they don't value me, but all they see is the bad things that I do, or like, I feel like a piece of trash, essentially, in this relationship, because those words, some could argue that, you know, that's abusive, that's mm -hmm. emotionally abusive, like, that's not edifying, it's not encouraging, you're probably not going to be your best if that's how somebody talks to you, um, you have to remember, like, you know, in a dating relationship, we're trying to evaluate, is this, you know, going to lead to marriage, should it lead to marriage? Do you want to be linked to somebody who talks to you like that for the rest of your life? Right, because when you show contempt to someone, it shows you have zero respect for them. And like right. Pauline said, if you do end up getting married, you're becoming one with that person. So why would you even become one with somebody you don't respect? Now, most of the people that watch this are Christian, so you probably wouldn't talk like that. But there's ways to have contempt without even using words. You, Your partner says something that you don't like and you roll your eyes. Mm -hmm. that's a sign of disrespect so it's not just verbal <laughs> there's nonverbal ways You're when communicating, communicating that you show that you don't respect your partner and again don't marry somebody don't date somebody that you don't respect because you're just setting yourself up for frustration right and i would even argue to you know really for all of these points if you find well, again, I know in the beginning we said, like, don't use these to attack your partner. But, of course, like, talk to the Holy Spirit about these. If you do feel like, man, my partner does, you know, have a habit of treating me in XYZ ways. Talk to the Holy Spirit. Talk to your mentors about, you know, how do I approach this? You know, like, is, should I be kind of continuing in a relationship like this? Um, because it's not, it's not something that it's your job to fix. So don't feel like, oh, you know, maybe the first six months of our relationship, he or she did not speak to me this way. They were very nice. And they were very encouraging. And they were very respectful. But now that they're comfortable, perhaps, you know, another side of them is coming out. It doesn't mean that first side of them we saw isn't who they really are. But, you know, when someone shows you who they are, especially in dating, believe them. Dating is an audition. It's an evaluation. We talk about that all the time. And, you know, if they're not putting their best foot forward anymore, it's only going to get worse when you get married. And, of course, there's a, you know, the Lord can and does change people's hearts every single day. But also, you don't have to stick around for that. Right. And contempt shows up in the Bible, actually. I don't know if you remember this story, but King David had just won a battle or something happened where he was celebrating. And he called a big festival. Everybody's parading in from the victory and they're essentially having like a big parade and it says Daniel started dancing uh or David excuse me yeah, David, David yeah David started dancing in a way that was not kingly uh you could say he started dancing in a way where he was just loose and having fun and he kind of forgot 
who he was in the moment and just was really focused on praising God. And it said one of his wives, who was actually Saul's daughter, so that's, you know, weird. Saul was the guy he replaced as king. So his his daughter, Saul, who was David's wife, is looking out the window with contempt, the Bible says. And she, <laughs> it's interesting because the Bible says that, I don't know if it said because of this, but it did say that she never had children, uh, which during that day was a really bad sign um, and indicator. And it's just interesting that like she's so contempt in that moment. Now, maybe it was because it had something to do with God. But still, the fact that she showed contempt to her husband and she was essentially punished for that, that's something that is just interesting to me. Yeah, and I think that's like, you know, reminds us that God's heart, God wants our heart towards our partner to be pure, be one of love. Um, and if yours isn't towards your partner, I think that would just be like a pretty good indicator that we need to return back to our first love and return back to the Lord. And if you ever look at your partner, again, at the dating stage, if you're already experiencing this, it's probably like a lot of stuff from your past, like Tim said earlier, like how your family grew up, your family of origin, whatever past hurts and things that you've gone through that you just need to work through. And it's okay. We've all been there. I've been there. Tim's been there. You're not a bad person. But you also do need to work on it. You know, that, that don't go and, you know, get in a relationship or get married and hope that it's going to, like, fix it. It's only, honestly, marriage is only going to expose your um, shortcomings and your uh, kind of flaws. So I think, you know, don't hide in a relationship thinking, like, it's normal. Because I think sometimes we see the way people fight and we're like, oh, this is, this is how you fight. But there's... You, you can have an argument and not be disrespectful, yeah, <laughs> not yell at each other, not call each other names, and, you know, defeat each other's character. Yes, it's not for funny, sure. But. So, the, the next point and the four things you don't want to do when you're having conflict is defensiveness. And defensiveness is essentially explaining why you don't have a certain fault or explaining why something wasn't your problem or... Your responsibility. Yeah. yeah. So, an example would be if someone said, hey, did you let so-and-so know you weren't going to be able to come to the party tonight? And then you responded, man, I was so busy today. I couldn't even do it. Why didn't you just call them? And it's like, well, hold on. Like, it was, Why are you pushing it off on me? Right. Yeah. We discussed that you were going to reach out to them and let them know you couldn't make it. Why are you now putting that on me? Yeah. And we've all been defensive. I definitely have. Um, I think sometimes it can stem from like insecurity. Um, so I think that when we just, you know, remember that our partner's on our side, it can be helpful. Yeah. And they say that defensiveness is usually a response to criticism. So remember, we talked about criticism earlier in the video, whenever you're attacking somebody's character, usually they will respond with defensiveness mm -hmm. because it's like, hold on, I ain't as bad as you saying as I, <laughs> I am. You, you got to chill. Right. Usually I think compassion, being compassionate instead can help. Yeah. And here's something that can help you with defensiveness. The Bible says, be slow to speak and be quick to listen. So sometimes, even if someone's wrong in how they're addressing you, if you are listening to what they're saying, you may be able to realize, okay, even though the way they said it was not best, what they're actually saying is right. Like, I should have called because I said I would. Yeah. So you can still take responsibility in that moment, even though that person was not responding right. And that can diffuse the argument as well, not, you know, 
make it worse. Right. Just play it because the goal of arguments is not to win. Like, there's not supposed to be a winner in an argument. The goal of an argument is to move forward. Yeah, and learn about each other, honestly. If you're having conflict, that's an opportunity to say, hey, you know, Tim looks at this differently than I do. How do how do you look at this? Where Where is the disconnect? How can I get to know you better instead of being, you know, about, like you said, winning? Because if, if there's a winner, that means there's a loser. And if we're not on the same team, then what are we doing? So if we're on the same team, we're both winning. We both win, we both lose. Yeah. And the last thing that you don't want to do when you're arguing or having conflict is what John Gottman calls stonewalling. Now, he says that this is something that is usually the hardest to get to or it takes the longest to get mm, to. Yeah, it's like years. Because it takes time to get to a point where you completely just shut off your heart to somebody. Um, but stonewalling is essentially shutting down. And yeah. a lot of men get here faster than women uh, for several different reasons. But rather than confronting their partner when they're having conflict, they just shut down. And that can look like tuning out. Uh, turning away, acting busy, engaging in distracting behaviors, doing something that takes your attention away from the conversation that you're having. That's essentially what stonewalling is. So Pauline came to me and she was trying to talk to me and I just started doing something else. I'm shutting her out. I'm not giving her a chance to speak with me. Yeah, some people call it the cold shoulder too. Um, so yeah, I definitely experienced that again when I was growing up and it does do does numbers to the way your partner looks at themselves because it's like am I not worthy enough of your time of your attention like and just imagine I mean I'm sure everybody listening has experienced this before where you like I'm walking down the street in a public place and you say hello to somebody like look at them in the eye and say hello and that person just straight up ignores you and you're just like uh my did you not hear me like am I not worthy enough of your response like it's very 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 just troubling and imagine you know somebody who you're choosing to date treating you like that's very confusing because it's like i thought you liked me i thought you know you respected me like what's kind of going on um so if you're like me and like you had that as a part of your you know people treated you like that when you were growing up takes a lot of unlearning because um i know that i've had a i sometimes will like shut down if I'm feeling some type of way and like realizing like okay I have to communicate with him and say hey can you give me a few minutes I'm feeling a little bit like conflicted right now I need to gather my thoughts instead of just not saying anything to him because that's confusing to him yeah so we those are the four things that you do not want to do when you're having conflict and you're having an argument in a relationship and here's the thing we want to give you real quick what are some things that you should do what are some things that you should do to have a healthy argument. And if you found value in this content, yes, go ahead and subscribe. But tell us in the comments, hey, we wanna hear more about in detail. We wanna hear more in detail. What are the things we should do when we're, when we're arguing? Because we're gonna just mention them right here. But if you want us to talk about that next week, tell us in the comments, we would love to hear. Yeah, because honestly, conflict is one of the topics that a lot of the couples we've worked with in the past kind of get stuck at. And not stuck, but like, where there's a lot of work to do because, again, of our family of origin and every relationship has conflict. It's just a matter of, like, how well do you fight? Some people fight really, really, really ugly. And honestly, in culture and media, like, they kind of glorify really dramatic and unhealthy fights. And we sometimes will fight as, like, not we, but, like, a couple will argue and they'll say, well, at least we don't argue like them. Or at least we don't do this. Or at least we don't do that. And, um... 
the people grew up in abusive homes and you know things like that with domestic violence and those things are not healthy either um so yeah i think it's good for us to talk about you know some healthy ways to fight and remedy the criticism the contempt the defensiveness and the stonewalling yes so real quick and again if you want to hear more about this in detail let us know in the comments and we'll do a video next week because we only want to do stuff y'all care about right so the first thing is this instead of criticizing use i statements we talked about that but say hey this is how i feel this is how i feel Number two, instead of content, remind yourself of your partner's qualities. Remember that you respect them. Instead of trying to attack their character, remember that, no, I really like this person. Like, this is my best friend. Or, this I is chose to be a them. I right. think a good uh, kind of another way to say that is um, assume the best. Assume the best about your partner. Yes, people are going to forget to do things. Yes, like you forget to do things. So I think that, you know, Jesus does a good job of reminding us of that. I was talking about, you know, don't try to get the log out of your uh i'm sorry don't get the speck out of your neighbor's eye before you get the log out of your own yeah and um they yeah they're gonna make mistakes they're gonna forget to do certain things that they need to do but how many times have you forgotten to do things right yeah that's good <laughs> so number three take responsibility when you're wrong in a situation so this is what you do instead of being defensive you make sure that you take responsibility for what you did number four instead of stonewalling make sure that you just take a break say hey I heard everything you said. I just need some time to think about it before I can respond properly. That's okay. It's okay to not always engage in an argument right away when somebody says something. Sometimes you need to just back up, get some breathing room, and then you can come back and have a healthy dialogue. Mm -hmm. So if that was helpful, let us know in the comments. We'll do a part two to this video if you do want it about how do you actually have a healthy argument. But this has been another episode of the W Podcast. We're so glad you guys tuned in. We'll see you next week.